the reality of that darn diet roller coaster. Which, which one of these have you tried? I'm curious. Maybe you're going to listen and raise your hand and be like, yep, yep, yep. But these are the top ones that I hear. Weight Watchers, Paleo, Intermittent Fasting, Faster Way, Shakes, Counting Calories, Macros, Optivia. Those are the ones that are on the top of my head. But most of us, we do one of these and we do really well for a while, but then we go from all in to all out back to our old ways. The diet roller coaster, it's just that. It goes back to all or nothing thinking. You're way up in the air, high in life, excited for the ride, or you're way at the bottom with 20 pounds or 50 pounds back on and feeling miserable, wanting to hide and quit and simultaneously never eat anything again because it's so overwhelming. Today, I just want to shed some light on a better way to see the whole picture breaking off that roller coastering up and down mentality and seeing things a little bit more simply. So let's talk about the seven habits of women who just keep the weight off and maybe you'll recognize a couple areas where just a few tweaks and a little focus could get you to your goal weight sooner than you think. Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Fit Moms podcast, where we believe that you can go on a journey to lose weight for the last time. I know you've tried all the things and you may not believe me yet, but when you do weight loss the Kingdom Fit Moms way, everything changes. You're in the right place if weight is constantly on your mind, you're confused about food, you're missing out on memories, and maybe even putting your dreams off for another day because this weight struggle is no joke. We're a community and we're on a mission to invite God into this weight loss journey so you can shed the burden and shine your light. I want you to start living and believing in the version of yourself that heaven sees. Let's get started. So you want to lose weight, you want to feel sexy again, you want to regain confidence, you want to have energy all afternoon, but the thought of doing all the work to get there feels daunting. And what sounds even worse is putting in all this effort and then failing and wasting your precious time and energy only to end up exactly where you started. Okay, no more wasting time, energy, and money because my course, Fit Moms Accelerator, is going to teach you exactly how to lose weight with simple bite-sized steps that are sustainable and get the scale moving in the right direction quickly. I've had multiple students comment after dropping five, 10, 20 pounds or more that they never knew it could be this easy. You log in to your learning portal and literally every week I give you one or two bite-sized steps to implement so that by the time you're done with the accelerator, you have an entire new foundation for health and you didn't even have to step foot in the gym or solely munch on carrots, I promise you. I'm going to show you how hundreds of women have become set free from diet culture through the simple and streamlined process that allows you to not only see the scale drop, but also learn how to let God heal you from why the struggle exists in the first place. No more guesswork, mamas. So come into Fit Moms Accelerator, 
so I can show you how to get to your goal weight faster than you thought possible so you can stop hiding and start living out the amazing, unique, God-given call on your life in freedom. Hop down to kelseywickenhauser.com slash join and come join our tribe today. So we have a dog. His name is Wayne. He's a Brittany Spaniel. This is my first dog ever. He's a puppy, probably, I don't know, eight months or so now. And wow, a puppy. It's a whole thing, you know. He's an outdoor dog because we live out in the country and there are creeks and ponds. And I think that having a dog is actually harder than having a tiny human. Anyway, my husband, he loves to hunt. And he's in this hunting world, learning to hunt deer and turkey, and he just went pheasant hunting. And so our dog, Wayne, he's going to be a hunting dog. And he's a, okay, this dog, seriously, he's like, he's a total spaz. I think the word to describe him is boing, because he like comes outside and it's like boing, 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 like all over our yard, just, you know, if you have a dog, you know, and you probably know way more than me, because again, this is my first dog ever. And I have three little kids and, you know, I just don't have the capacity to spend a lot of time training him. It's really my husband's thing. So there's a point in me telling you all of this. My dog, he's currently off at puppy camp, I like to call it. He's learning to be a bird hunting dog and it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty amazing to see how these dogs just innately um, you know, have this thing built in them, but they have to go off to camp or have a trainer teach them how to be good at it. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is because it reminded me that anything worth doing well, anything worth mastering and gaining skill in, it's worth spending a season to really dive in. I don't know, I have no idea what Wayne will be like when he gets back. And in case you're wondering, Wayne He's named Wayne because of John Wayne. Um, I call his little space where he lives Wayne's World. And anyway, he's really cute. I'll have to post a picture of Wayne on the next email I send out. But it it would have taken us months or years or I don't know how long to teach him what he's learning in this few-week doggy camp. He's basically been there for four or five weeks now. And at the time of me recording this podcast, I think we get him back maybe within the week, but we invested in a trainer who's literally spending hours a day to teach Wayne the skill of how to bird hunt. And if you, my friend, if you're trying to make your health goals a priority, the same goes for you. You don't have to go to doggy camp, but it's going to take a season of stepping away from the things that can try to steal your attention so that you can nail down this other thing, your health, right? It may be saying no to being a mom in the PTO or volunteering at church or your hobby or social events so that you can really dive in and immerse yourself. Even those other things that you're saying no to, they might be good things. It might be hard to say no to, but if you really want to make your health a priority, you got to be like Wayne, you got to go to doggy camp, you got to spend some time with people who are trained to help you to overcome the struggle. Um, Stop trying to do it on your own. But today I want you to go grab a pen and paper and then go back and listen to this podcast or take notes 
as you go because we're going to talk about seven mindsets or habits of women who are not on the diet roller coaster. They are not up and down. They are not gaining and losing those same 20 pounds. They just live. And I want you to take notes and then I want you to have an honest conversation with yourself about what you need to do to make these seven things a reality for you. And we could have a whole nother podcast about how I don't want you to tackle all these things at once, but I just want you to have an overview of maybe where the gaps are and start coming up with solutions to how to move into making these seven things a part of your life. Okay. The first thing I want you to write down is that women who are not on the diet roller coaster are active. They just are. They're active throughout the day. I don't want to give a specific number for steps, but you know, they they pick the number to aim for 10,000 steps because it helps you to get a decent um, calorie burn throughout the day. So let's just say their average step count is maybe 10,000 or so. That's probably what my average ends up being. And I, it's not like I'm just sitting on my butt all day. Obviously, um, it takes some intention to get to 10,000 steps. Now, workouts are great. I work out most days of the week, but I cannot do my you know, 30 to 60 minute workout and expect to hit my steps for the day. You have to get that overall activity in to burn more calories and to maintain a healthy weight. Walking is amazing exercise. If you hear nothing else from this podcast and you're like, where do I get started? Start walking. One mile of walking for reference is about, we'll say a hundred ish calories, depending on your weight and your uh, metabolism, but that's a good way to think about it to get started. So every thousand steps you get is another 50-ish calories that you're burning. And so when you're thinking about being more active throughout the day, you're getting more calories burned, and this is so important. People who maintain their weight, most of them, probably nearly all of them, are very active throughout the day, meaning They get their 10,000 steps. And even for me, like if I, um, you know, if something comes up, I can't get my workouts in, it's just a busy day, but I know I'm hitting my 10,000 steps and I really don't care because I know that I am in this place where I'm burning a good amount of calories. So are you active throughout the day or are you relying too much on that short little workout and calling it good? Okay, the next thing that women do who are not on the diet roller coaster is they eat for health versus weight loss. Our motto inside of our Fit Moms community is eat real food. Why do we say that? And why are you hearing me like beat a dead horse about eating real food? It's because it's so freeing. It's naturally low calorie. It frees your mind from having to count things or feel restricted because your your mind, it's renewed to just want the things that are really good for your body. And the result is you're going to lose weight because it's what's truly good for you. It's lower in calorie. Now, I love this idea of eating for health because I come from a medical background. I'm a PA for over a decade. And really, that's the heart behind what got me started in all of this is because, yes, obesity is a problem in our nation. But the the main issue with obesity, one of the main issues besides all of our thoughts being consumed by weight, is that we know it leads to disease. It leads to 
depression, it leads to cancer, it leads to heart disease, high cholesterol, all the things, right? We don't want you to have to suffer with those. So when you're focusing on eating for health, then you're naturally going to lose weight. You're naturally going to be not only preventing, but reversing disease. It's a beautiful process when we just do things God's way, right? Okay. The next thing I want you to write down that women do who are not in a diet roller coaster, men could be included in all of these too, but you're a woman listening to this podcast. So the next thing they do is they enjoy the process of being healthy. Do you enjoy the process of being healthy or do you see this as a grueling thing? So some examples, a lot of women I know who are, I would consider like very healthy. They do things like races for fun or they go on walks with friends and that's instead of meeting up to go to a restaurant, they meet up to go on a walk. Uh, They go on hikes with their family. Their family culture is built on activity. A lot of it. They some of them will join a gym for the community aspect. They love their people. They love going to CrossFit gyms to see all their buddies or their Pilates class or um, just going and see their friends lifting or whatever that is. They love the community and there's just this cool vibe when you go to a race or when you go to a gym and there's this like mutual understanding that you're taking care of your bodies, you're feeling strong, you're feeling confident. Uh, It's just a fun place to be. And if that's intimidating to you, it's okay. That's normal to feel that way. And all you got to do is get started. You're going to find the right vibe for the place that you want to be. Uh, Maybe there's other uh, friends who could go with you to take away some of that intimidation. But my point is that uh, it's, you want to get to the place where you're enjoying the process. Now you don't need to, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not even walking regularly, Kelsey, CrossFit sounds horrible. Obviously don't jump into doing something that's totally out of your comfort zone. Other examples would be people who are generally healthy. They enjoy, for example, exploring new recipes. That might be another thing that they enjoy doing with their kids. Maybe they go to restaurants that all the foodies go to, you know, to try new cuisine with real food. I have become very picky about going out to eat because I can just taste When things are made with crummy oil or way too much oil or really, um, you know, not fresh ingredients or fried with a bunch of, you know, stuff on it that just makes me feel horrible. And so I love finding those rare restaurants, at least where I live, it's pretty rare, that actually use a lot of real food and make their food healthy. And when you are making the process of being healthy enjoyable, you just have this mindset that it's fun. It's just a part of who these women are. Healthy is fun. The next thing I, I will say is that the women who are off the diet roller coaster, they fight for their health. They are not a victim to their circumstances. They are not passive about their health. They have boundaries in place and nobody's going to get in the way of that. I want you to hear that again. They have boundaries in place and nobody is going to get in the way of that. Not even their spouse, not even their kids. They find a way, they fight for it. Now, yes, there are times when you have to be flexible. If you have little kids and your two-year-old comes in on your workout, you're not going to kick them out. 
you're going to fight for your health in the midst of that. Maybe your boundary is, okay, mom's working out. This is where you can play. These are your toys I'm going to finish. Or maybe you include them in the workout. If you have teenagers, maybe they need to know that they can't rely on mom from five to six in the morning because she is working out. Although a teenager is probably not going to be up that early anyway, but you get the idea. Even with your spouse, maybe it's a boundary is like, hey, I need you to take care of our family for this 30 minute window while I go on a walk every night. And so there are boundaries in place and they fight for it. They know that it's worth fighting for. And they know that their health is of primary importance and it's not even a thought that it's not a priority. I think this constantly, like my health is worth fighting for. And my husband and I, we have a mutual understanding. We want each other to go exercise. We want to eat well because we know that our marriage is better. Our intimacy is better. Our health legacy is better. We don't feel like crap. So it's just something that's a part of their culture. This is just what we do. You know, I feel better when I exercise, so I just do it. And nothing's going to get in the way of me doing um, what I need to do for myself so that I can show up in every other area of my life better. Okay, the next thing I want you to write down, and I want you to consider if you do this well, uh, women who are not on the diet roller coaster, they know how to intuitively eat versus food having control over them or versus needing to eat everything on their plate. Food has just lost its grip on women who are off the diet roller coaster. Yes, sometimes it's great to indulge in mint chocolate chip ice cream in a sprinkle cone on that hot summer night. And they can go and they can have that. And then the next day, they just know that, okay, I'm gonna hop right back into having eggs and vegetables for breakfast and a protein shake and some chicken and vegetables for dinner. Sometimes they know they can sense that their body needs to have a time of fasting. Sometimes it's okay to eat um, just because it's good for me and not because it has to taste amazing. They get to this place where they know when they're full and when they're not full, when they need more protein, when they maybe need a day with more carb, maybe before their cycle. It just, they get into this place where food just becomes a part of their daily rhythms and it's not something that is used for comfort or for stress relief or whatever all the time. Now, certainly there can be seasons where food can be comforting, right? I think that's the reality of it, but that's not their only coping mechanism and it certainly does not have a grip on them. So all that to say, I know this is a major player for many, many of you listening. And so if this is something that you need help with and you should go hop into Fit Moms Accelerator because we're going to start that process of teaching you how to intuitively eat. And it all starts with how to invite God into this journey. How do I get um, back to the basics and strip away the lies I've been, le- been believing, strip away everything diet culture has taught me that has been confusing and is not aligned with a simple lifestyle of health. So if you're realizing that you need help with this, go hop into the accelerator and you can um, get started to figure out how do I intuitively eat if this is something that seems maybe um, like something you've never done before or something you want to do. Okay, next, this one may seem a little bit surprising to you. Uh, maybe you haven't really considered this as a really important part of your health journey. And I certainly, until the past probably five, maybe decade, um, amount of time, you know, five years, 10 years, 
I didn't really see this as important, but now that I'm getting a little older, I really do. So women who are not in a diet roller coaster, they appreciate and they take advantage of and they um, regularly practice rest and they do not feel bad about it. They take days off from exercise so that their body can recover and they can really perform well on the days that they are on. They rest from feeling the need to strive. There may be seasons where they are going for gains in the gym or they want to try to lose, you know, an extra five pounds to shred out a little. And then there may be seasons where they're maintaining and they're just eating real food and walking and that's okay. There isn't always this need to do more and more and more. Um, They can recognize the season they're in and be okay with that. I think it's very important to have, um, you know, regular practices of Sabbath and to, uh, delight in the life that you have, right? Why are you focused on your health and your weight? If you can't then use the fruit from losing weight, right? The confidence, energy, um, you know, just the feeling better in your own skin. If you can't use that to enjoy your life, then what's the point, right? Women also who, um, regularly rest, they, Often we'll take a day. I love taking, you know, a weekend. I just went to Arizona and I stayed for a few extra days to be alone. There's so much value in just having space to be with the Lord and to be with your thoughts and to dream and to just be who you are and to feed your soul. This is very important because it will take you to a place of being human and to not feel like you're always go, 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 overwhelm, stress, And, um, yeah, in that all or nothing thinking, and then you can go to this place where you can sit with the Lord and just realize who you are and just be happy to be on this journey of being in process, right? Also within the resting category, I would say doing things for fun, right? And again, isn't that one of the main points of being fit to enjoy your life and to do that in freedom? So maybe you want to go join that volleyball league you've seen your friends do, or maybe you want to... I don't know, play the guitar or knit or whatever lights you up, like do things for fun. And it's going to take your mind off of this, you know, constant striving for being perfect in your weight loss journey, which, you know, is not possible. Okay. The last thing that women do to get out of that diet roller coaster and to be consistent, it's very simple. They drink water, a lot of it, like 72 ounces or a hundred ounces or a gallon or way more than the average Joe, because it's ideal number one for energy and for just being alive, right? Like we need water. Um, a lot of people, when I first help them on their health journey, whether it's been patients or clients really early on their journey, I'm really amazed by how little water they drink. I've had patients uh, tell me that they literally, they never drink water. Like their entire day is soda or coffee, or I don't even know what they're drinking, but I seriously wonder like, how are you alive, right? Your body, it's full of sludge in your cells. And you can tell on these people who aren't drinking water, their skin isn't as vibrant. They're tired. They have diseases. And yeah. So when I don't drink water, I notice immediately that my energy plummets and I want to go take a nap. So drink water. You can all do that, right? So I'm wondering Which of these do you know that you need to focus more on? Is it resting? Is it the intuitive eating piece? Is it 
drinking water? Is it eating for health and shifting your mindset from counting things all the time? And when you think about what I, what I taught you today, which one of these things, which one of these things do you feel like is the most important to start now? And again, I want to invite you and encourage you to seriously consider joining us in Fit Moms Accelerator. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I know I need to do all these things, but the thought of doing it all is overwhelming because in the accelerator, we break it down week by week, step by step. So you have a fit step every week that teaches you how to do all of these sustainable things for weight loss in a very step-by-step manner. And you get to do that in community. And then every week you also have a scale step. These are tiny little things that you focus on that will help the scale move faster and you get to start habit stacking them. So you have this component of the longevity and inviting God in and changing your heart and setting up systems in a very organized step-by-step manner. And you get to see a scale drop fast. So that's exciting. So if this all sounds like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for this, hop into um, the show notes or go to kelseywickenhauser.com slash join. And then lastly, go get into our Kingdom Fit Moms Facebook group in Facebook. Obviously it's free. And I want you to tell us, go in there, say hello. If you haven't already, tell us which of these habits you're going to be focusing on first so that we can encourage you and help you to stay accountable and to totally rock your health journey today, this week, and for the rest of this year and for the rest of your life. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. It's been a pleasure to have you and I'll see you next week. Hey, Fit Mom. If this episode blessed you today and you can think of somebody else who's struggling in her weight loss journey, would you consider sharing this week's episode with her to give her a sense of hope? And then while you're at it, hop on over to our free Facebook community, Kingdom Fit Moms, for daily encouragement and support. Let's go shed the weight to shine the light.